Welcome back to the Real Madrid podcast and the week begins with debate and plenty of it surrounding the method adopted in the 2-1 victory at Betis on Sunday night. The 3-5-2 formation that Solari started with delivered not only three points, but the least amount of possession in a game, 26.3% overall, for eight years. The last team to dominate possession over Madrid in the way that Betis did last night was Barcelona in 2011, when Madrid had just 23% of the possession that day. That said, they still created 14 chances to Betis, nine with five on target to Betis, two and Lastly, just 209 passes were completed by Real Madrid. That was in comparison to 648 from Betis. Well, it seems the press and media have now finally grown bored with flagging up the fact that Isco is a non-starter. It's now beginning to get less and less coverage. The other main feature from Sunday evening, Madrid playing the game in their traditional white shirts. The first time since December of 1960 that had happened. This made able by the change to Betty's colours this season which made that accommodation possible. Now, Vinicius spat with Bartra, also gets plenty of coverage, Bartra said afterwards. I asked him not to throw himself to the ground in such a fashion. His reply was to call me a son of a, well, you know the rest, three times. He has a lot, he said, to learn. And then came the Solari view on the game, asked about the use of three central defenders and why. He said, well, we've so many players injured, I simply had to find a solution to actually win the game. On Isco, yes, that question did come up again. In no way is there anything personal against Isco. He said, we are who we are. We all play together. We are a team. We have three competitions we play in. Anybody can play. No mention, though, as to whether or not he would have any part to play in the cup return against Leganes. One final point on Isco. It's been noted that Real Madrid have actually won every game in which Isco has played not a single minute since Solari took over. Six wins from six, as opposed to seven from 11 when he appeared. Now, moving on from leaving out Isco, what about leaving out Marcelo? This again, he said, is nothing personal. I'm sorry to have to repeat myself, but everybody can play. Everybody is part of this group, and I have said it since day one. Benzema's fracture of his finger may well keep him out for the next two games. That's up against Leganes and Sevilla next Saturday, which leaves Solari with a major headache as Bale remains injured, Mariana's not fit, and that is it. Uh, they were saying that there was a possibility they could try and get Rodrigo, the Brazilian they bought in from Santos, in quickly. But that looks doubtful, as does any immediate signing from the transfer market, which means Madrid fans are likely to be seeing the next two games at least until Benzema is fit with more of that 3-5-2. Petrogueno gave his views after the match on Vinicius. He said he almost always improves the play whenever he gets the ball. Uh, it was a difficult victory, though, for us here today. On Brahim, this guy has lots of personality and we have a lot of hope for him in the future. We have, though, to give him time to develop on Isco. His response, yet again, was brisk. It is a decision of Solari. We will not discuss it. Back on to the transfer news then. Negotiations, it said, have advanced in the last 24 hours for the acquisition of Christoph Piatek of Genoa. 
The new Lewandowski, as he's known, has admitted to those close to him that Madrid will be his next destination. As to whether they can get him before the end of this window, it looks very unlikely, as we've said before, due to Genoa's precarious position in Serie A. Remember, they've managed just one win since September the 30th. Now, the much-wanted PSG midfielder Rabiot, who's been a long-time target of Madrid and Barcelona, until recently, of course, he said that he wanted to go to Barcelona, not Madrid. Well, he looks like ending January. A disappointed player, as Barcelona have said, that they are not interested. Next up for him, then, the potential move to Chelsea. Now, the day's surprising link is that of Luka Modric to Juventus. Uh, the downside for him, though, is it is less money the upside a potential three-year contract in the offing with an option for a fourth, all of which could be very appealing for the 33-year-old. Some good news potentially on the horizon for Marcelo and maybe Sergio Ramos, as it's emerged that should Zidane take over from Allegri next season, then he would want to take them to Juventus and team them up again with Cristiano Ronaldo. He's allegedly already sounded out both players, and both, it said, are keen to join him. Now, with all the talk about spending hundreds of millions on a new striker, it was also pointed out that they could call back the forgotten man, Raul de Tomas Gomez, who's been owned by Real Madrid since 2011-2012, who played in the C team and Castilla team, 77 games in all with 22 goals. He's been on loan over the last four seasons at Cordoba. Uh, he spent a season with Valladolid and two with Vallecano. Now, last season... He scored 24 goals, and this season it's 8 in 15, including a hat-trick against Celta Vigo last time out. Uh, Lopetegui did want to bring him in at the start of the season, but he refused, saying that he would spend too much time on the bench and wanted to be playing. be interesting to see if indeed he could be tempted back, although it is impossible to happen in January, but it could happen in the summer. Incidentally, that hat-trick that he scored against Celta Vigo was the fourth that he scored in the last 12 months. Now, it's emerged as well that Real Madrid may have competition if they want Jose Mourinho as their coach for next season, as reports emerge that Bayern Munich have been in touch, and his response was to list a number of players that he wanted, should he come, and those included Mo Salah, Angolo Kante and Rabiot. Uh, another day, another name in the frame to replace Luka Modric. Uh, it's the first time we've seen Deli Ali's name mentioned for a considerable while. But again, remember he recently extended his contract, which runs until 2024. So any bid to take him would need to be accompanied by a very big check indeed. Well, the weekend began with Solari being pressed on Isco. There are 24 players. He said, I would love to play everybody more, but it is not possible. I am not the one to advise Isco on what to do. They are experienced men. They know what they have to do if they want to be involved on any winter departure. All my players are important. And that was it. Madrid, though, are clearly getting irritated with Juventus, who appear to be preparing the summer unveiling of another Madrid player. Isco, of course, they responded with the message, you want Isco? Then give us Dybala. It was a message that was clearly sent with the intention of reminding Juventus of just who they're dealing with 
and uh, that they simply will not be pushed into any decisions they don't want to make. Madrid themselves, though, were slapped down and put in their place by Tottenham after they made inquiries, first of all, about Christian Eriksen, for whom they were quoted £250 million, and when they asked about Harry Kane, they were given the price of £350 million. Well, Madrid may have a shortage of forwards, but there is a large surplus at the other end of the field. Courtois, Casilla, Navas, Ramos, Zidane and Lunin. Now, the highly rated Ukrainian international who was loaned out to Leganish but has managed just four appearances so far. Looks like he could be on the move to bottom club Huesca. They've made inquiries with Real Madrid about the potential to take him on loan until the end of the season. Now, another piece of news that raised an eyebrow was that Vinicius, who two days previous was being hailed by Madrid's media as the new king of the Bernabeu, could be used as a bargaining chip in the summer and the transfer bonanza that sits on the horizon with his reputation rising. It's thought that he could be used to prize either Mbappe, Neymar or even Harry Kane. Now, staying on the subject of Tottenham Hotspur, we know what Spurs wanted for Christian Eriksen. That was £250 million. How about what Eriksen wanted from Madrid? Well, that was allegedly revealed. It was a figure of €150,000 per week, which, considering Spurs offered to double his £70,000 a week salary, so overall, not a great deal of difference in the offer from Tottenham to the offer from Real Madrid. So in this instance, maybe Eriksen's prime motivation is to go to a club that he feels has more chance of winning trophies although that said he wants assurances first about who will be in charge next season and who else is coming in in the summer as the week ended madrid fans at least had the satisfaction of seeing their team's name being replaced as headline makers in terms of underachievement by Barcelona, as they suffered only their third defeat in 28 matches as Levante beat them 2-1 in the first leg of the Copa del Rey. Now, the medias had been mulling over at this point of the week the Isco situation, trying to pinpoint the moment the relationship with Solari became broken. And they came to the conclusion that it's a relationship that's irrevocably broken down and that there is no solution. But it doesn't mean, of course, that he is going to be moving, as Isco himself believes that Solari won't be in charge next season. And so he's happy, it said, to bide his time. Now, Sergio Ramos spoke about reaching the milestone of scoring 100 goals. My mission, he said, has never been to score them. Rather, avoid them being scored. So reaching this total is a very special moment for me. The goals, 59 in La Liga, 58 with Madrid, uh, 5 in the Cup, 11 in Champions League, 1 in Europa League with Sevilla, 7 in Super Cups and Club World Cups, and 17 with Spain. Kila Navas' joy at returning to active service was very clear to see, and he again underlined his resolve and self-belief. The day he said, I don't think I'm good enough to start a game, I will go home and dedicate my life to something else. On his future, he added, I see many more years here. In the future, nobody really knows. I live only in the present, and the present is here in Madrid. Now, just going back to Sergio Ramos and those 100 goals, where does he rank then in historical terms? Well, he's not even 
in the top 10. This then is the list of the top 10 goal-scoring defenders. Franz Beckenbauer was at number 10. Edgardo Bauza, the Argentinian, who's currently at Rosario Central as a manager. Roberto Carlos. Steve Bruce at number 7. Tulio Tanaka in Japan. 123 goals for him. At number 5, Graham Alexander. 130 goals. The Burnley man. Paul Breitner at number 4. Laurent Blanc. At number three, he scored 153 and 690. Daniel Passarella, the legendary Argentinian captain, 175 and 526. But nobody gets anywhere near close to the highest scoring defender of all time. What makes matters worse is, I suppose, he pulled on the shirt of Barcelona. His name is Ronald Koeman, who scored 253 goals in 763 games. Incredible. Well, it seems we still can't go, what, two, three minutes without mentioning Isco? Juventus' sporting director, Fabio Paratici, has again confirmed the club's willingness to buy Isco at the end of this season. But again, remember, we already know what the response from Madrid was. You want Isco? Give us Dybala. Now, another player for the future who signed on for Madrid in the last few days was 17-year-old Chechi Martinez, the central defender or left-back, who moves from Malaga and will go into the junior ranks with the possibility that he could appear for the Castilla team at some point this season. Now, after a season in which he's played more match minutes than any other so far, Karim Benzema is said to be looking ahead to live outside of Madrid. The one offer of £80 that came from West Ham had zero interest for Benzema. PSG or Inter do remain his preferred destinations. However, neither will go above £40 to sign him. The 31-year-old, remember, remains under contract until 2021. So it'll be a time for decisions to be made at the end of this season by Perez. Does he accept less and sell or reject and keep him on for another two years? And finally today, Mauro Icardi continues to make headlines. Inter have offered him $7 million a season to extend his contract. His wife believes him to be worth a minimum of around 10 So far, he says, we have not received a satisfactory offer from Inter. We are not ruling out reaching an agreement at some stage. Icardi offered his own views. My renewal will only take place when Inter make me a concrete offer. And that just about wraps it up then for today. We will be back later on in the week with an update following on from the Cup return in the middle of the week as we build up to Sevilla at the weekend. Now, don't forget, there is a new website at realmadridpodcast.com where you can log in and check out previous episodes. There's also some video content on there as well. And uh, failing that, you can go to Spotify, Google, Alexa, Anchor, any number of places to catch up on all of the season's news so far. I hope you've enjoyed the show today, though, from me, Tim Capel, till later on in the week. Bye-bye for now.